by GoRide, simplifying scout teams through simple and direct coach-to-player communication. In episode 12, our guest is Los Osos Offensive Coordinator and author of the book, The 3-5 Defense, Vinny Fazio. Coach Fazio shares with us his story that has taken him to various high school and collegiate spots, culminating with his latest stop at Los Osos. Coach Fazio brings a unique experience as he has spent most of his time as a coach on the defensive side of the ball, perfecting the 3-5 defense, and most recently switched over to the offensive side. Coach Fazio's defenses have ranked amongst the best in the country, whether at the high school or collegiate level, and his knowledge of the 3-5 is on full display throughout this episode. Enjoy as we learn the how and the why of the 3-5 from one of the best in the country. Intentionally Grounded would like to announce a partnership with GoRoute, a sports technology company out of Rochester, Minnesota. Founder and CEO Mike Raleigh has been generous enough to sponsor our podcast and support our endeavors, and we are extremely excited about what the future holds for both GoRoute and Intentionally Grounded. Coaches, if you haven't had a chance to learn about what Mike and GoRoute are creating, you truly are missing out. Head over to www.goroute.com, that is G-O-R-O-U-T.com, and immerse yourself in a full demo experience. For any team looking to improve efficiency and practice, GoRoute should be at the top of your program's wish list. Finally, coaches, check out our newly redesigned website at igfootballcoach.com. We have an improved method for displaying and listening to our podcasts and reading our weekly blog posts. We have also included show notes section for each podcast episode so that you can connect with the guests on our show and learn more about the concepts and ideas they share with us during their episode. We'd also be very appreciative if you could leave a review on one of our podcasting networks, such as iTunes and Stitcher, and help us spread the word of what we are doing here at Intentionally Grounded. Now, without further ado, Coach Vinny Fazio. We're here with Vinny Fazio, the offensive coordinator at Los Osos High School, but also the author of a 3-5 defense book. Coach, tell us a little bit about your background as a coach and, and what got you into the coaching profession. Well, you know, my dad was the defensive coordinator at Fontana High School, uh, in the late 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, and, and I don't know how much you know about the area, but that time Fontana was a national power. They were the national champions in 1987. Uh, they were the state of California champions in 1989. They always had a really good defense. So, you know, that was kind of where I grew up. It was it was like almost small-town football, uh, even though it was in, in California, you know. So I grew up there and, and uh, played – at Fontana, played at Claremont College, and then got into coaching. You know, wanted, wanted to follow my dad's footsteps, I guess, a little bit, and got into coaching. Um, I was uh, coached high school for a year at San Jacinto High School, and then I went to the University of Redlands. Uh, by that time, my dad was a defense coordinator there. So I went to the University of Redlands as a linebacker's coach and special teams coordinator for four years. And then went back to high school. You know, once I found out in the small college, small college football is great, but you just can't make any money. <laughs> There's no money in it. You know, so uh, I would have loved to stay and coach those kids. They're great kids and it's great football. But, you know, I looked around at my friends that were teaching and they were making twice the money as I was and working half the hours. And I said, well, I got to go back. <laughs> so I uh, went back to Carter High School as a defensive coordinator for a couple of years and then uh, a couple of head coaching stints, Eisenhower High School, we won the CBL championship, and uh, Ramona High School turned that program around a little bit, and now I'm at Los Osos. So, um, you know, I beat around a little bit. I'm kind of looking for the right situation in the right place, and, and I think that's 
you know, one of the things you learn doing that is there might not really be a totally right. You kind of got to make the place you are the right place. So, you know, I'm still kind of working on that and, and, uh, but, but love the game and love coaching and, and have a blast doing it. Coach, one of the things that kind of got you on our radar uh, for the podcast here was the book that you did write about the three, five defense. Uh, what prompted you to become an author? The, a few of the other guys that we've had on the podcast have talked about just how painstakingly awful and fulfilling writing a book is. So, you know, talk about, you know, what brought you to write the book, what it was like and a little bit about it. Last year was kind of a weird year for me. You know, I, I uh, resigned as a head coach at Ramona. A friend of mine was the head coach at Oak Hills High School, so they brought me over to Oak Hills. I was going to be the defense coordinator. Uh, you know, my son, is he just turned three, so I kind of wanted to get rid of some of the head coaching part of it and just stick to maybe more of the coaching part of it. And um, so I went to Oak Hills to be the defensive coordinator. Uh, it's a great school, was having a great time. And then my buddy who was the head coach quit in like the summer <laughs> to go take a JC position coaching job. So I ended up kind of hung out. They brought the old staff that had been there before back. And, you know, that wasn't really a fit for me in terms of, of a place to coach. So uh, I ended up with a year off, which was kind of good and kind of bad. You know, I never would have taken a year off in my life. I, I'm going to coach until I'm 75 you know, and probably die on the field or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, I never would have taken a year off, but with that year off, a couple of cool opportunities came. And one of them, Chris Four from eightlaces.org, who's, who's Twitter famous, um, got a hold of me and said, hey, why don't you write a book, man? I'm selling books on my website. You know, why don't you put together your three, five stuff and we'll make a book out of it. And it was a lot of work. I mean, it's a crazy amount of work. I'm really proud of it just because of how much actually goes into it. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. What, what's 100 and something pages? He goes, yeah, oh, that's nothing. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's really a grind. But, um, you know, it, it was really cool. I, when I was writing it, I told my wife, told my dad, it's going to be cool because some of the stuff, it really makes you go back and think, why did we do this? Why did we make this decision? Why do we decide to play it this way instead of this way? And I'm going back through our old notes and through our old playbooks and position books and, and talking to people that we played with and coached with. And, and so it was really a cool experience, but it's a grind, man. I would have never been able to do it had I not had that year off. Absolutely, Vinny. And uh, Vinny, in terms of your 3-5 defense, what got you into you know, learning about the 3-5? And then um, what are some of the reasons you actually went to a 3-5? Well, when my dad uh, became, you know, at the end of the Fohai run, you know, Fontana run in the late 1990s, they were starting to open more schools. And so our, our talent level kind of planed off a little bit from being kind of an elite national power team. We became more of just a good, really good regional team. And at that time, he started to think two things. First, um, we got to be able to find guys. And, and the hardest guys to find at the high school and small college level are those big nasty D linemen. You know, you can find the, the swing guys, but the D linemen, the six foot two, you know, 230 pound D linemen, th those are hard. There's just not that many guys out there. And so we thought we got a ton of guys that are six foot, you know, 5'11, 180 to 205 pounds, you know, that can play outside linebacker, that can play strong safety, that can play free safety. Let's get those guys on the field instead of trying to jam 
you know, a, a D lineman into a four man or, or five man front. And so that was one of the things. And the other thing was, as offenses have started to work to get better athletes on the field, you know, back in, in the days you played with tight ends and fullbacks and, and now that teams have gone to more athletic guys all over the field, we wanted to be able to put more athletic players out there to defend them. Um, and so that was really the two. He started kind of playing with it in the late 90s. Uh, and by the kind of early to mid-2000s, we were kind of a pure 3-5 team. We visited everybody. Rocky Long was great to us. Tulsa at the time was a 3-5 team. Um, West Virginia at the time was a notable 3-5 team. So kind of we flew around the country finding places and, and talking to people and kind of putting our package together. But the two real reasons were we thought it helped us get our best guys on the field, and we thought it was good for modern, you know, offenses as teams were going to more spread to help kind of counter their athletes. Vinny, if you had to describe the way you run the 3-5, or at least your experiences with it, how would you describe the way or your style of the 3-5 compared to maybe what somebody maybe more traditionally runs a 3-5? I think there's, there are three things that are really important to us in our scheme. Now, the first thing is, as you guys know, scheme to me is not the most important part of football. Scheme is down on the list. You know, the, the first three things we got to do is run to the ball really hard, tackle really well, and try to force turnovers. If we're going to do those things, then really our scheme takes a back seat to the culture of doing those three things on defense. So that's the number one thing. But there's three, as we've gone through, and, and we've made every mistake in the book on this 3-5. That's why when people ask me, well, hey, we really like what you're doing, but, you know, we were thinking about doing this instead of this. And I always go, yeah, we've done that already. If, here's, why we didn't, here's why we got away from it. We've made every mistake there is to make. Um, you know, and, and so we've already done it. We've already been through the mistakes. We've already troubleshot it. And I, so I try to tell people, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. It, you know, it's your, it's your life, but we've already done that. <laughs> we screwed it up and it, it lost us a game to Whittier College in, you know, in 2009 or whatever. And so here's why we do it this way. The three major things in our scheme that we do that I think set us apart, I don't know if they make us different. Other people are doing them. I mean, we just stole them from people. But one is we come down really hard with our defensive ends. We're a spill and splatter team. So we don't give our defensive ends any kind of contain on the run. Now, we give them pass contain if we don't have a blitz to their side. But on the run, their job is to come down and spill and splatter uh, and, and kind of close run lanes as they do. And we do a couple of things there. It takes away you know, teams that want to just leave that backside guy and, and combo up to linebackers with backside linemen, we run down and make a bunch of tackles for loss with those backside ends. Um, and then on run plays, gap scheme stuff towards them, you know, they spill and splatter the linemen and, and sometimes cut off pullers and make the ball bounce wide to, to our strong safety overhang guys. So the spill and splatter defensive ends are a big deal to us. Uh, the second thing, we split verticals with our corners, so we're cover three, basic cover three team. Now we run a bunch of other stuff, but our base is cover three. Our corner alignment, we're three yards inside the widest receiver, so five by three. Um, and then we're a crossover drive team, so we don't backpedal. And those guys are actually going to help on not only the outside fade, but on those inside teams because – 
as soon as teams see cover three, especially spread teams, one of the first things they say is, well, we're going to go four verticals and put that safety in a bind. And so we try to help the safety with the corners coming from the outside in uh, rather than just saying, well, the corners are going to take the wide guys and put, let, let them put two on one on our free safety inside. Um, and then finally, we have a system for our linebacker reads. We call point of attack reads, which without getting on a board would be kind of hard to explain. But basically, it's a way to try to close all the run lanes and, and do it pretty fast. Uh, our goal with our linebackers is to try to beat past the offensive linemen before they're ready to block us. Generally, offensive linemen are ready to block linebackers on like their fourth step. We want to try to get to them on their second or third step. Before they're ready to start comboing off, we want to try to go buy them. So, you know, those are the things that we've done that are kind of unique. I don't know that they're unique, but we really have emphasized them. And, and so I think those are the things we do and have done that have given people the most problems. Vinny, talk about the, kind of the flip it over on the other side of things. What gives the 3-5 the most problems? Well, you know, the first thing people look at when they see it is they go, well, we can run the ball inside because there's nobody inside. You know, there, there's these big lanes inside, and we can run either with gap scheme, you know, plays or, or with inside zone. We can run the ball inside at these big lanes, and that's why, you know, with our spill and with our point of attack, that's the way we've tried to control that. Um, the other thing, uh, you know, I, I just touched on it, but people see it and think anytime they see cover three, think they can throw four verticals. Um, and so we, we've had to work hard to make sure that's not the answer. You know, you hear us say that all the time if you come to our practice. Don't let four verticals be the answer because that's too easy of an answer. Make them come up with a harder answer. Um, so we've worked really hard on those things because those are kind of some of the first things we see. Overload formations, you know, uh, tight end trips, things like that that, that try to get us to move and, and – so we have little alignment keys and things that we can change to try to, to balance the field a little bit. But being a balanced defense, you know, where we always have those two overhangs, uh, the two strong safeties are always there. Uh, and being a team that plays mostly cover three and, and other zones where we always have deep defenders, it's really hard to gotcha scheme us. You know, we don't really get beat on gotcha scheme very often. The time we get beat is if they just beat us. You know, if they line up and block us or if they if they throw the hitch and their guy makes us miss and runs the touchdown. I mean, that's – we haven't been beat on gotcha scheme very much in the last, you know, five or six years. Most of the stuff that would – teams would get us on gotcha scheme was earlier when we when we weren't doing a great job of splitting those verticals, you know, and, uh, against Forvert or when we weren't doing a great job of spilling and opening up inside lanes for guys to run the ball in. So – you know, it's been a while since I really remember anybody putting anything out there where I was like, oh, that gives us a lot of problems. We're going to have to go back and figure it out. I mean, it's probably been 2010 is the last time I remember us making any major, major tweaks to it. The RPO game changes things a little bit, um, you know, but I find, and you guys probably know more about this than me, but I, don't, I find that there aren't that many teams that are actually RPOing. There's a lot that are talking about RPOing, but teams that are actually doing it and actually reading it and actually making it their offense, I think is a much smaller number than teams that are talking about doing it. Agreed. So you're a hundred percent. We've seen a couple teams that can really do it. And you're like, Oh, 
um, a couple of years, my dad's at the University of Redlands again now. And a couple of years ago, they played Laverne. And Laverne, University of Laverne was really RPOing. And they, their quarterback was dynamite. They, they made it really hard. And then you got to do some other things with man coverage and, and things like that. But um, I think the RPO game is, I mean, you know, is less of a, of a thing that's actually happening and more of a thing that a lot of people like to talk about a lot. Um, so we'll see if that changes. I mean, if more teams start to commit to, you know, the high school level, small college level to actually being a pure RPO system. But you guys know that, man, it's hard. If you're going to do that, that is your ethos. I mean, it isn't like you can say, we're going to run a little bit of RPO. If you're going to RPO, you're going to RPO because it's going to take a ton of reps to get decent at. Um, and so that changes things a little bit, but we haven't really made a ton of adjustments for RPO stuff just because at the most we see it one time a year, you know, that really that's actually doing it. The rest of it's just play action. Vinny, if you look at the 3-5 defense from the offensive standpoint, what do you think about the 3-5 defense gives offenses troubles? Well, what we try to do, what we thought is, we, we can dictate with our, with our blitzes because there's so many guys that can blitz from so many places that we can kind of dictate to the offense what they can do. And that's, you know, as a defensive coach, as an offensive coach, you know, I'm, I'm, I've done both. As an offensive coach, what I really want to do is dictate to the defense what they can be in, what they can play, where they can blitz from, what they can do. I want to be able to tell them what they can do you know, by using tempo or by using formations or by using, you know, whatever. And so as a defensive coach, I want to go the opposite way, right? I don't want to let them dictate to us what we can do. And I think the three, five, because it allows for so many different blitzes from so many places really allows us to dictate to the offense in terms of their pass pro and their run scheme, what they can do. You know, I, I think we make them get real basic and that's what I'm always trying to do as an offensive coach, I want to make the defense get as basic as possible so we know what we're playing against. You know, as a defensive coach, I want to, I want to look super complex while really not being as complex as maybe we look uh, to try to dictate to the offense what they're able to do. And that's, you know, that's kind of what we're going for. And, and, and hopefully, you know, I played three, five teams, you know, as an offensive coach, I played three, five teams that do it really, really well. And I've played three, five teams that don't do it very well. And I think that goes along with any scheme, right? I mean, some people do it really well, and some people don't do it as well. And so you can't just go, well, these guys ran the three, five, and they went one and nine, so the three, five is not a good defense. It's like, well, no, that's not the way it really works. You know, the, it's, all, it's all in the details. It's all in the technique and that kind of thing. So, um you know, my biggest thing was we could try to dictate to the offense. And as an offensive guy, I don't want to let the defense do that. I want to dictate to them. Vinny, take us through a typical game planning session from a defensive standpoint. What are some of the things that you're looking for as you're studying another team's offense and as you develop a game plan through the week? You know, I have a, I have a check, checklist sheet um, that I actually think I put in the book. Uh, it's a checklist of the things I want to know when I leave film on Saturday or Sunday, you know, and, and so there's a, there's just like 11 things and I just go all, I go through. And by the time I walk out of there, I want to be able to check all of those things off the list. You know, some of the big ones are, uh, you know, who's their best player and what are some things we can do to limit him? 
you know, and, and accordingly with that is how do they want to beat us and what can we do to limit that? And that's, that's a really big question at all levels of football, right? Everybody's got a way they want to beat you. You know, they want to beat you running inside zone. They want to beat you throwing the ball vertically. They want to beat you by throwing orbit screen to number six or whatever. How do they want to beat us and how can we try to limit that? And then if they're going to beat us, make them beat us left-handed. You know, and if you get beat left-handed, then you were probably going to get beat anyway. So at least you made them work, you know, and, and that's our big thing is, you know, who's their best guy? What can we do to take him away? How do they want to beat us? How can we limit that? You know, to go along with that, it's like we, we evaluate all their skill guys. So most teams have the skill guys that get the ball and the skill guys that don't get the ball. So who are the skill guys that don't get the ball? Do they have a tight end? Is their tight end a guy they throw the ball to? Do they have a fullback? Is their fullback a guy that ever touches the ball? Are all four receivers equally likely to get the ball? That's almost never the case in high school. In high school, you're going to have one guy with 60 catches. You're going to have another guy with 20 catches. And then you're going to have two kids whose dad is the booster club president <laughs> that have you know one or two catches a year, right? So who are those guys? We need to know who those guys are. Uh, because we don't want to defend them as hard. We want to defend the guys that are that are going to get the football and that are going to try to do damage to us. So we want to know who those guys are. We want to know what the O-line does really well, and we want to know what the O-line does the worst. Most O-lines, as good or as bad as they are, they're going to have something that they do best, and they're going to have something that they do worst. Now, hopefully for your sake, you're looking at them going, I'm not sure what they do best. You know, then you're in a better position. I've watched those lines where I go, uh, they do everything pretty good. But even those teams, they've got to have a problem somewhere. They've got to have a problem. There's got to be something. Do they have bad pad level? Do they do poorly with, with blitzes off the edge? You know, what is the thing they do poorly that we can try to take advantage of that can help guide our game plan? And we don't, we don't do a lot of gotcha stuff. Like, we don't do a lot of – you know, mostly our, our game planning is – blitzes or coverages or plays that we already have and just things that we're going to emphasize this week because we think it might be good against them. We're not going to go in and say, okay, today, you know, this week, little Johnny, you play defensive end and little Jimmy, you play corner. And I mean, we're not going to change that much. We're going to make little alterations, but the biggest thing for me is I want our kids to play super hard. And so if we're trying to gotcha scheme, everybody, I think that takes away from a little bit of our kids just going a thousand miles an hour and being into it and, and running the ball and stripping the ball out and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, I think those are the parts I never want to lose those. And so if we're not in the perfect defense all the time, I'm okay. I'm okay. If our defense isn't exactly the perfect defense to stop the play they're running, because if our kids can win some one-on-one -on -one battles and if our kids can, can make some plays, then that's, you know, I'd rather have the, the not imperfect defense with a kid playing a million miles an hour than the perfect defense, but our kids are on eggshells because they're not sure what's going on. Um, and so that's, you know, as we game plan, it's never a, okay, here's a gotcha defense we're going to run. It's a, okay, I think this coverage looks good against this. I think this blitz looks good on, on second down and medium or, or third down and long, that kind of stuff, rather than trying to put new things in or anything like that. Vinny, you mentioned before throughout the podcast that you're now the offensive coordinator at Los Osos High School. Um, what made you switch to the good side? <laughs> well, you know, I was off 
coaching for a year and, and my buddy Alex Pierce, who was the, the guy I coached for at Carter when I came when I left the University of Redlands and came back to the high school game, I coached for Alex Pierce at uh at Carter High School. I was a defensive coordinator. We did two years together. You know, we went to the semifinals our second year. Uh we led the CIF in defense. So we had a great run together and, and that was right about the point where I got the head coaching bug and decided, you know, I want to be a head coach and, and show that I can do it and, and all that stuff. And so uh, I left and went to Eisenhower, uh, which was a cool job at the time. When I took the Eisenhower job, we had a great principal, great AD. So it was actually a cool opportunity. But, uh, you know, so that was that. But so Alex and I had always talked even after um, I left Carter. You know, we talked a couple times a week. We have very, very similar philosophies on football and preparing a team and the off season and, and accountability and those kind of things. And, you know, for me, as an, if I'm going to be an assistant coach, you know, after I've been a head coach and, and had some success, and if I'm going to be an assistant coach, it needs to be at a place where I have the same values as the head coach. I, I don't want to just take a job for a guy I don't know or don't, don't know very well. And it ends up being a, you know, a little bit of a clash. I want to work for somebody that I know we share the values and those kind of things. And so at the end of the, at the end of the season last year, Alex was kind of doing the offense on his own. Uh, he's got a good defensive coordinator, a guy named Tom Martinez, that is the former head coach at Los Osos and has come back to, to do the defense for, for us. So Alex called me and said, hey, would you want to come, you know, come be the offensive coordinator? And, and uh, to me, the important parts of it is it's right by my house. <laughs> it's five minutes from my house. It's great football uh, in a great league. The baseline league is one of the top public school leagues in the state. Um, we have awesome kids. Our kids, you know, we're, we're working on, you know, when Alex took over, they were, they were coming off of, I think, two or three years where they only won four games in three years. So, you know, we're still working on building up our, our level of, of overall program talent, but we have great kids that play really hard and work hard and are really coachable. So I love being around our kids. Uh, I, you know, Alex and, and Coach Martinez are, are great guys to be on the staff with. So really it was more about that than it was about what job I'm going to be doing. You know, I don't really – I don't spend a lot of time going, well, I have to be the assistant head run game coordinator or whatever. I don't know what any of that stuff means anymore. So for me, it was <laughs> – you know, everybody's got these titles, right? But for me, it was just about coaching on a staff I like, coaching with kids I like. And, and doing it, I'm fortunate, doing it close to my house, you know, where I don't have to get in the car and drive 40 minutes, um, you know, to get to practice every day, and I can be around a little bit more for my son. So those were kind of the things. I, I, you know, I've coached offense the last – when I was a head coach at, at Eisenhower, Mirada Valley, and Ramona, I was doing offense because my dad was with me. So my dad would do the defense, and I would do the offense. So it's not like – I've had other people ask me that too. Well, why are you doing offense? Like, well, I've been doing offense for, for the last six years or whatever. I just, you know, I, <laughs> uh, my dad was doing the defense. So um, it's not really a big change for me. Uh, and, and like I said, I've had a great time. I really like our kids a lot. I really like being around them. Um, and we're, we're working on building something. I mean, it, uh, they went, you know, last year Los Osos was, was five and six, got in the playoffs. Uh, after only winning, I think, four games for the previous three years. You know, last year was Alex's first year. So I think we got a chance to build something. 
it's going to be a long road because that league is so good. And so it's just every week is a, you're really in a, in a dogfight um, with other teams that are well coached and other teams that are talented. And, and so you really don't have any weeks off in that league. Um, and that's something I like too. You know, I want to be, I want to be coaching high level football, good level football with, with other coach, other good coaches and other good players. And so Los Osos had a lot of things that were appealing to me, um, you know, and, and so it was really more about the fit than it was about, Hey, I need to be the defensive coordinator or whatever. Coach, what kind of offense do you run at Los Osos? We're, we do a lot of stuff, man. We're, we're, we're gap scheme, you know, a lot of gap scheme run plays. Um, you know, we visited Auburn this off season and got some things from them. Um, you know, I, 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 we like to throw screens. We like to, we got a pretty good, you know, five-step drop game. We got a good quarterback. He's only going to be a sophomore this year, um, but he's going to surprise a lot of people. I don't think people really know who he is yet, but um He's a big old six foot two, six foot three, you know, kind of monster, true freshman right now. He'll be a sophomore next year. And he can really throw it. So I think we're going to be able to be balanced. You know, ideally, I'd like to be balanced, a team that can run it and throw it, you know, equally and, and attack people however, you know, whatever with whatever's available to us. So hopefully we're going to be a balanced team that, that runs the ball well and, and is able to to be pretty balanced with our pass game and, and allow us to you know, to, to, to keep the defense off balance. That's the, the biggest challenge, you know, is anytime you're one dimensional, you're not as good. And, and so I've been places in the past where we've gotten one dimensional with the run game. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm hopeful that our, our quarterback talent here is going to allow us to, to be really balanced and, and throw the ball and run the ball and, and run our gap scheme stuff and, and get good at it. I, you know, we run some of that jet and rocket. I don't know, jet sweep and rocket sweep stuff. I don't know how much you guys see that stuff, but I really like that, that action to get the ball on the perimeter and a chance to, to make the defense kind of balance up and, and spread out a little bit. So we got a lot of stuff we're going to do. Um, it's the same as the defense though. We, we try to make it simple, you know, simple rules, simple, but make it look like it's a lot of stuff. Um, you know, so it's kind of the same values, just, you know, on the other side of the ball. From our research, Vinny, you also are an analyst for Inland Sports and Fox Sports 1350. So tell us a little bit about what got you into that endeavor and what it's been like for you. Yeah, you know, that, again, came out of the same deal, you know, uh, out of kind of having a year off. And uh, a guy that used to cover me when I was a head coach, one of the guys that used to cover our games, had just gotten his own radio show, 1350's Pep Fernandez. And it just gotten their own kind of five day a week radio show. So I've participated in that and contributed to that. And then, uh, Pep Fernandez is the play by play guy for San Bernardino Valley College, uh, local junior college. So I was the an- lead, a- lead analyst for the TV games, uh, for San Bernardino Valley College last year. Um, and so again, all that kind of came from the, um, you know, having that year off and, and looking for, stuff to do and stuff to be interested in and keep me involved in the game and, and all that stuff. So that's kind of where that all came from. And it was fun. I, I had a great time doing it. I've, I've backed off of it, of that part of it a little bit. Now that I'm back into coaching, it's hard to, you know, it's easier. I can be a guest, but it's hard to be a full on media person when you're, when you're a coach too. Um, so I've, I've kind of backed off of that a little bit, but 
I still really like doing it. I, I love Pep Fernandez is great. You never seen a harder working guy. That dude'll that dude'll like take his camera out and cover five events a day on a Saturday or whatever. You know, and then and then get back and do a valley game and then be back to work on Monday doing the radio show. So he's a grinder, he's a great guy to work with. And uh and so it was a fun experience. And and like I said, I'm I'm hoping to do more valley games this year. Uh, if, if they ask me to, which, which I, I, you know, Pep and I have talked about already, maybe doing a little bit of, so hoping to do that again this year. And, and, uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm a coach. Uh, if I wasn't, if I was really smart, I would probably just finish work at two 30 every day and then do a little bit of radio TV and be home all the time, but I'm not, I'm too stupid to do that. So I got to, <laughs> I got to coach, you know, I just love doing it. I love being around the kids. You know, and so, you know, people tell me that all the time. Hey, you know, don't you just like going home at 2.30? Like, yeah, I really like it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I can't just keep doing that. Coach, as we kind of finish up the interview here a little bit, we got some situational questions for you. So I need you to put your defensive coordinator hat on. Um, all right. It's, it's third and five. And we need, what is your favorite blitz and coverage call versus what we would consider a two-by-two two spread look team? Yeah, I mean a little of it. Obviously, these are all dependent on who their guys are, who their who their best players are, and all that. But we, I like to third down stuff. We like to come off the edge with those strong safety guys. Uh, those we find that those guys are the hardest for offensive protection to handle. Um, so we like to bring those guys. One generally, we'll bring one of those guys on a third and five, third and longer. We might bring them both. Uh, but third and five, you don't want to. You know, if you bring them both, you 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 leave yourself maybe susceptible to the flat on one side or the other. So uh, we probably bring one of those guys and, and then maybe an inside pressure too, to make it a five man pressure uh, either with the Mike backer or, or one of the other outside guys. Um, and then probably rotate the coverage to the whatever side we brought the guy from. So play like a cover two look on the front side and a, and a cover three look or whatever on the back side with the guy coming hard off the edge. That's generally been what we've gone to. You know, we ran that uh, 2006 against Cal Lutheran um, to win the game that, uh, in, a, in a big game at the end of the season. They had a fourth and five, and that was – we came off the edge. We, we call it uh, bomb when we bring the strong safety off the edge. So we, what we call X-bomb, which is the Mike backer on an X-blitz, the, the guy, strong safety off the edge and got pressure and, and uh, knocked the ball down. So that's probably, you know, but again, a lot of it would depend on who are you playing? What do they want to do? Who's their best guy? I mean, we're going to want to try to avoid letting them beat us with their best dude. Uh, nothing makes me more sick than when we let a team beat us the way they want to beat us, you know? So a lot of it would be situationally dependent, but just as a generic, I would say, you know, 3X bomb and, and rotate the coverage, either uh, what we call Ringo or Lucky, to the side we're bringing the strong safety from. Now, we'll, we'll flip it here a little bit so you can put your good hat back on and, and call some plays. What would your favorite call versus 3-5 be? Ooh, that's another good question. Again, a lot of it would depend on how they're playing us. Um, you know, I, I like to, uh, you know, a third and five for me, uh, is a down where we like to maybe sprint out, you know, get a run pass option for the quarterback off of some kind of a motion uh, where he can throw it or he can run it for the first down if you've got a good athlete. 
quarterback run game, if you're, if you're maybe not as good uh, throwing the ball, quarterback run game, you know, quarterback power, uh, where you get an extra blocker. You know, I don't like to run the quarterback a million times, but third and five is a time where maybe you're willing to, to run the quarterback power and get an extra blocker. Cause you know, quarterback run game is really cheating. Um, you know, cause they don't have enough guys. Nobody, nobody counts the quarterback. So, you know, quarterback run game is, is really good quarterback power, quarterback G, um, stuff like that, where you get an extra blocker. Uh, again, you don't want to live and die with that because all it takes is one or two hits to your quarterback. And then, you know, that can, that can be a season changer for you, but you know, on third and five, I don't mind doing it. So I'd say either some kind of a, some kind of action where we're sprinting and, and giving him an option to throw it or, or run it or, uh, you know, pure quarterback run game and, and let us get an extra blocker and see if we can't spread them out in there and get the first down. Vinny, kind of circling back to the, the conversation about your book at the beginning of the interview, what, for coaches looking to purchase your book, where can they obtain a copy and what can they expect to learn from it? Yeah, uh, it's on uh, Chris Ford's website, which is 8laces.org, uh, E-I-G-H-T laces.org uh, is where they're selling. They publish the book. That's where we're selling it through. You can also get there through my Twitter, which is at vfoz 31 uh, and, and you follow me. So, um, you know, you can get to the, to the book and to Chris's website through my Twitter as well. Um, you know, I, I hope the book helps. I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know that people are going to buy a book and then change their whole defense, you know, but if you can get one or two things out of it, one or two little details, one or two little techniques, the, the cool thing about the book is it has a ton of video. So Chris did this really cool thing where he put QR codes in there. And so, where it draws the plays where we have the playbook part of it, where it draws kind of the defenses or the coverages, you can scan a little QR code and then it shows a clip of us actually playing the defense. Um, so that's kind of cool. It actually kind of comes with film. There's also some stuff of me doing chalk talk. So uh, I think, I think there's like 40 something videos in there to go with the reading. So I think that's kind of a cool, unique feature of the book um, that I hope helps people. But, uh, you know, it was really fun to write, and, and I hope some people get something out of it. Um, but the truth is I got something out of it because I got to put it down on paper and, and kind of rethink through some things. So even if nobody really likes it, <laughs> at least I got to do it. So what the heck? Well, one, one last thing here before we let you go, Coach. We kind of have a tradition on Intentionally Grounded uh, that we like to ask our guests, if, if you had to pick a walk-up song as if you were a professional wrestler or a – a professional baseball player, what song would you pick and why? See, I have a lot of pro wrestling ones. I'm a pro wrestling guy. So I got a lot of pro. Hulk Hogan was a great entrance team. Stone Cold Steve Austin was a great entrance team. Uh, Shawn Michaels. I, I might have to go with Shawn Michaels, even though I, I don't I don't actually look like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> but I might have to go with the, the Shawn Michaels was my favorite theme for a long time. So I'm a wrestling guy. There's some good ones now, too. Uh, the Shinsuke Nakamura before he turned heel was a really good uh, entrance theme. So I know I'm probably giving you guys more wrestling information than you really want, <laughs> but um, I got a lot of wrestling ones. So you could you could pick from any of those lists of wrestling ones. I'm good with any of those. <laughs> 
Well, that's great, Coach. I, I love the answer, and we, we love a good professional wrestling reference as much as we possibly can, so we really appreciated that. Uh, well, Coach, you know, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on and speak with us and, and teach us a little bit about the 3-5 defense, and it's also a little bit about offense as well, so we really want to thank you for your time. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. This was great, and, and uh, anytime, if you ever need anything uh, or, or want anything or get somebody cancel on you or whatever, feel free to give me a call. If you found this podcast helpful, please take the time to go and leave a review either on Stitcher or iTunes and let us know what you think.